It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. How can a premium reward or bonus saver account get away with paying 0.1% interest? The FTSE's up 24% in 11 weeks, so should you buy, sell or hold? And these days, where can you find a reliable property investment paying up to 8% a year? All this to come in this week's FT Money Show. I'm Matthew Vincent, and I'll be giving you the lowdown on all of these money matters in downloadable form with my colleagues from FT Money, Steve Lodge. Hello. Alice Ross. Hello. And our special studio guest, Adrian Lowcock, Senior Investment Advisor at independent financial advice firm Best Invest. Hello. So let's start with savings accounts. This week's gloomy growth assessment from the Bank of England signalled an extended period of low interest rates. Great if you're on a tracker mortgage, but more bad news if you're a saver relying on large cash deposits for income. And exclusive research commissioned by FT Money has shown just how low some of the savings rates are and how misleading some of the account names can be. So, Steve, which are Britain's worst savings accounts? Well, Matthew, there are very few angels out there. There are dozens of these savings accounts that are paying 0.1% or less on very substantial balances. And when we say substantial, we mean up to £10,000, in some cases up to hundreds of thousands of pounds. So people are getting absolutely nothing. And it's banks, it's building societies. Um, it's uh, And as you rightly say, it is uh, it, it does make some of the brand names rather laughable. You'll remember Halifax's Liquid Gold, now paying 0.1%. Yeah, and there are countless examples of this. I think I found the, the, the bonus saver... Uh, account from from one of the banks also paying 0.1. There's some paying 0.05%. There's some paying 0.05. There's even some paying zero. I mean, and, and one of, in fact, one of the notice accounts, you know, here's a further adding insult to injury. Not only are you paid a minimal rate, but you have to give notice to get your money back to find a better rate. And there's one from Cater Allen owned by Abby Santander now. Abby, um, Cater Allen's Sovereign 30 account pays zero on up to £10,000. And uh, this is the thing I, I find most, most shocking. It's the, uh, the notice accounts, you know, which traditionally have to pay you more because, your money up, yeah, yeah. because you're locking your money up. You're, the, the institution's getting your money for, for longer. Uh, and some of the 90-day accounts are paying mm. 0.1. Yes, yeah, so indeed. So, uh, But I suppose, I suppose the upside of that is you're not losing very much if you wanted to get your money out instantly, I suppose. You know, the, the, the deal with notice accounts is either you give notice or you forego the interest for the notice period. So I suppose if you're not earning any interest, then equally taking your money out and finding something else wouldn't cost you much. But flippant comments aside, absolutely. You know, how you know, the whole point of notice accounts was you were, you were paid more... 
um, they have to pay you more because they want your money to be that much stickier. They want to be able to rely on you not coming in and withdrawing £10 in, £10 there. And Adrian, this is becoming a problem for, for lots of people who've kept cash on deposits. Uh, they may not have you know, moved into, into bonds or into equities uh, as yet. Do you find clients talking to you about this? I think clients are concerned because if they're dependent on the income for, from the savings accounts, then they, they're losing out on their, their actual earnings there and they're, they're, they, they don't have as much money to, to spend. Um, so we see them perhaps looking to transfer or invest money uh, into perhaps riskier assets to actually get some income from it. And one thing I saw is that you can actually transfer to a new bank and they will actually offer better rates for new customers than they would if you just sit on your old account. Oh, very much better, aren't they, Adrian? I mean, uh, best buy variable rates are 3% now, um, and you are genuinely rewarded a little bit more for finding a best buy notice account rather than best buy instant access or easy access, as um, we're now told. Um, uh, but I'm told the real competition, though, is in fixed rate bonds where you can get above 4%. Obviously, there you're tying in your money, but the flip side of that is you're getting that guaranteed rate for a year, two, three, four, five years even. It is. I mean, uh, I think one of the best rates is about 4%, but it, it is fixed for five years. So you do take the, the risk that in five years' time, 4% won't actually look that attractive. So but for one or two years, you can easily fix it for a 3, 3% plus. So it's worth looking at. And it, it's certainly worth uh, looking at your existing provider, because the point you make about new customers getting better rates than existing customers uh, is the case uh, across the board. And, Steve, in your, in your table of the worst offenders... All the big names are there. Oh, all the big names are there, Matthew. But, I mean, yes, you're absolutely right. Best Buy tables are full of new accounts or recently launched accounts as as well as accounts with bonus rates as well, these short-term bonuses. Um, the older accounts, the, tr- the thing is with these older accounts, they may well have been relatively competitive at some point, but they're not anymore. I mean, uh, as one expert said to me this week, he said once upon a time, 0.4 of a percentage point under base rates, base rate at 0.5 now, of course, i.e. 0.1, 0.4 under base rate when base rate was 5 might have seemed perfectly reasonable. Of course, it seems absolutely dismal now. Um, but in the, I, I talked to Halifax specifically about this this week, and they, they, they pointed out, well, actually, uh, and, and other providers said similar, that um, there are some people who actually do prefer uh, to keep a passbook, and some of these accounts do come with passbooks and so on, so they do allow that kind of old-fashioned access. And, and of course, the Best Buy accounts typically are internet-oriented or direct-oriented. So the reality is that older people um, will, will, will... might value these these accounts, even though they're not earning very much. So it's definitely worth keeping an eye on them. And if you want to find out if you've got cash languishing in one of Britain's worst savings accounts or one of Britain's oldest savings accounts, um, check the tables uh, in Steve's article in FT Money with the Weekend FT. And remember that you can send in your savings and investment questions to be answered by experts. Just email us at the address money at ft.com. Still to come, a lower-risk property investment paying up to 8% a year. But first, the stock market. The recent rally in share prices that has seen the FTSE rise by nearly a quarter, RBS shares double and Barclays shares treble, has certainly been exciting investors. The two largest UK stockbrokers have both experienced record trading volumes in recent weeks and a buy-to-sell ratio of 5 to 1 in certain stocks. But ask any analyst whether this is a new bull market and you're more likely to be told that it's just a bear market rally. So 
Alice, I suppose the question on every investor's mind is, can this rally continue or is it time to sell up? Well, yes. I mean, I'm quite annoyed about this stock market rally myself because I swore that I would buy the stock market if it hit 3,500 and it did hit it and then I didn't quite get around to it and then it kept going up further and I thought, oh, it's got to stop soon. And then I know, it was so annoying. Um, But I actually think that my experience may be reflected by some fund managers that also missed the rally because there are a lot of bearish people out there saying, oh, it's just a bear market rally. But one person suggested to me that maybe people are just saying that because they need it to be a bear market rally, otherwise they've missed it. Um, So that's one interpretation. But I think people are very evenly split as to whether or not it's going to continue. Is that kind of what you're hearing, Adrian? I think so. And I think it's true that there are sort of some large institutional investors out there that have possibly missed this. And they would like to see it be a bear market rally to get back in. Um, And they might have the ability to actually put put themselves into a position where they can buy. I think the important point is to look at it longer term and see where where are we at now and where can we go with the market and it's still relatively cheap over the longer term. Um, Short term volatilities do happen and uh, you know there's a tradition of selling in May um, and the market then flattens out throughout the summer. So there could still be some buying opportunities in here. If it is a a, a rally um, and it does peter out then you know it's good to actually just top up buy in and, and slowly drip feed money in. So possibly if if we do see a dip, I mean, it's been dipping a little bit this week. We're not really sure if it's going to continue to fall, but that might present a buying opportunity maybe. I think so. And I think it's difficult to see see where it'll actually be at the moment. There's not very much uh, transparency in anything. Uh, So buy into the dips and and, and, just keep drip feeding money in. Now, what if you think, I mean, some people are bullish and they say, no, this is the beginning of a bull market. It's not just a bear market rally. If you believe that, what kind of stocks should you be buying right now? Uh, you'd be looking at value stocks where the markets have actually uh, uh, sort of dropped off and that the companies have been under-traded. I mean, the banks would be the first example of that. There's high risk there, but they, they were sort of trading at option prices and it looks very, very cheap uh, in the current climate now. But there's risk there. And uh, other companies, I think, you'd look at are things where they're, the goods they make are always going to be in demand and they need they, they have cash good cash flow. And I think if you go into those companies, they'll be around sort of four or five years' time. Oil, oil companies? <laughs> oil companies, oil yeah. Said, hopefully. <laughs> I mean, oil companies are very dependent on the oil price, but they've got a good a good cash flow, and, uh, um, you know, they, they just need to... It's their inventories that have been a bit of a problem over the last few years, uh, but they do pay out a good dividend as well. Um, anything that pays out a good dividend and that dividend looks like it's going to be sustainable, I think is good for long-term investing because you can reinvest that dividend, and then that, that will help work, make your money work harder for you as well. And dividend growth is often a sign of how much the actual share price is going to rise as well, isn't it? So it's often worth watching. Absolutely. I mean, if if, if you're getting 5% dividend and that's growing at sort of 10% a year, then that, that's going to help support the share price and, and drive that share price upwards. Mm. Now, what shouldn't people be buying? Is there anything that if we're going into a bull market that's going to underperform? Um, things that tend to take a, a while to, to, to kick in a, a sort of late cycle uh, investment, so things like commercial property or, or property funds, and uh, there's, I mean, there's been a big rally in those early on in this in this in this this current uh, cycle, um, so that might ease off. Uh, other things that tend tend to sort of. Uh, turn are, are things like defensives where companies that people move in when they're a bit more con- concerned about the economy so uh, things like tobaccos and uh, uh, utilities and, and, and pharmaceuticals may suffer uh, but it, if they're still long-term profitable they could be quite you know they could still partake in the rally to some extent mm. and if you're not 
confident enough, like me, if, if, if you're a little bit of a coward, uh, and you almost want to go in, but you want to give yourself some sort of protection against further falls. I mean, are there ways that you can do that? Um, you can uh, buy funds that are absolute return funds, which will uh, effectively uh, short the market to some extent, and uh, they don't try and be aggressive about it, but they will sort of make calls on different sectors. So if they, if they think the market's got a good to be in, they'll be in investing in the, uh, the FTSE, but they might think a particular area, so they might think pharmaceuticals need to be shorted and they can take a position there. Um, and they can do that to a lesser or greater extent, and they can do it on a, on a sector or, on a, or across the whole market. Um, and absolute return funds did very well last year. I mean, they, they held value, basically, compared to a falling market. And presumably regular investing, I mean, possibly, dare I say, it's something Alice might have considered, although, um, I mean, are you a fan of regular investing or do you think people should try and pick the market bottom? Uh, I don't think we should try and pick the market bottom. I mean, the, the simple answer is nobody knows if we've hit the bottom yet or and if that was in March or whether or not we're going to uh, you know, hit another bottom soon. So if you re- invest regularly, if the market turns out to be a, be- um, a bear market rally, um, then you'll be buying in at the bottom at some point. If it turns out to be the start of another bull market, well, then you, you're going to be in, on, in for the ride as well. And the market never goes up in a straight line. It never goes down in a straight line. So you'll be picking, uh, picking stocks at good prices over the longer term. As ever, if time is on your side, regular, regular saving, regular investing will, will pay off ultimately, we hope. Absolutely, yeah. Well, thanks very much for, indeed for that, uh, Adrian and uh, Alice. And for a Q&A on what to do if you're already in the market or thinking of investing now, look out for Alice's article in Saturday's FT Money and online at ft.com forward slash money. And finally today, the property funds that have been quietly producing stable returns and yielding a lot more than cash, and certainly a lot more than those savings accounts we were mentioning earlier. Um, Alice, now, some advisors have been calling these funds the best-kept secret of investing. Um, can you let us all in onto the secret? I'm afraid it's not. It doesn't sound very exciting. It's ground-rent funds. Oh. Um, <laughs> now, these are uh, they are property funds, but um, what they do is they invest in the freeholds of properties, and then the leaseholders in those properties pay an income to the freeholder. So the fund is getting this very regular income, not a particularly exciting income, but very regular. And the reason this differs from normal uh, property investments is that you don't have any of the risk of the tenant defaulting or um, vacant properties because leaseholders are actually legally obliged to pay their lease to the freeholder. And it's such a small amount that if they do default, the mortgage company tends to just step in and and pay it rather than go through the rigmarole of having the property repossessed. So, So it's very, very stable. I imagine the reason that people haven't really paid them too much attention is that you know back in the bull market the returns of six seven eight percent weren't that exciting but now that you're getting nothing on cash it's it sounds like quite a good option but then they're not authorized either are they no that's another reason so they can't market themselves exactly so that's another reason for the fact that people aren't really aware of them but it sounds like the the income is fairly secure given this legal requirement to pay the ground rent. What about the capital value? Is that as secure or is that at risk? It is slightly at risk, yeah. I mean, um, one of the funds, there's only a handful of funds that do this, but one of them from um, Brando last year, uh, I think it returned just 2.7%, which for 2008 is obviously still very good in comparison, but that was much less than its normal returns of kind of 8 to 9% a year. Um, and the reason for that is that the capital value of the ground rent itself can fall 
Um, so it is kind of a little bit cyclical like that. But obviously it doesn't really fall enough to produce a negative performance in the fund. And the the value, I suppose, is is linked to the, the value of the freeholds, which I suppose must be in some way related to property prices, property values generally. Exactly. Yields in general. Yeah. I mean, the rest of the property market does still affect the, the value of the ground rent and the yield paid there. Now, uh, given that these funds uh, can't be advertised or, or marketed to us, um, can you um, give us some examples of them? You mentioned the, the Brando uh, fund. Uh, any others we should look out for? Yeah, well, there are only three others, as far as I know. There's one from Close Asset Management. That's very well established. Um, been running for a good few years now. Then there's a UBS one as well. That was only set up about two years ago. So less of a track record, but you know it's still looking quite good. And then only this month, in fact, Braemar, another property specialist, launched one of these funds. So those are the options for investors. Well, I think a lot of investors will be quite interested in the prospect of a, a return of 6 7 or even 8% right now. So look out for those funds and also uh, look out for Alice's article on uh, how to invest in them, which is appearing in FT Money on Saturday. But that's all we have time for uh, in this week's FT Money show. We'll be back next week with another financial lowdown in downloadable form. And in the meantime, you can read the latest news every weekday on our website, ft.com forward slash money and you can send in your questions and your comments on the show to our email address money at ft.com but until then it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from steve alice and adrian lowcock of best invest goodbye selling a little or a lot Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.